Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's a constant question I struggle with in this industry. At what point do we crush somebody so hard that we start to feel bad about it? Christian Cat hit the open. Now approaching the tee, it's Ken Lavica live. The PGA Tour has arrived in Palm Beach County, featuring some of the best golfers from around the world and even better vibes. It's the Honda Classic. ESPN's Honda Classic coverage is presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Amper, and Brightline. This is ESPN 1063, 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. So what I'm going to talk about today is probably going to have some of you questioning me. How can he sit here and talk about Russell Wilson the way he's about to talk about Russell Wilson after spending the entire fall and even the summer making fun of the man, the way he talks, the things he says, the code switching, his play, his absolutely dismal Denver Broncos season. But don't judge me too hard because even I believe there might be a limit to the amount that we are, are piling dirt on top of people in sports talk radio, and in particular, Russell Wilson. I know it's shocking, and Stone, na- can you name one singular positive thing that I would have said about Russell? I was struggling this morning. Is there one positive thing I said about Russell Wilson from, oh, I don't know, June 30th through today, February 24th? Yeah, that his wife is really hot. That is a great point. But nothing about the man personally. The only thing I've complimented Russell Wilson on in the last calendar year is, yes, his wife is very hot. Yes, you're right. You're right. And that's been the extent of it. And now we are almost on a biweekly basis finding out more dirt about Russell Wilson, more negative news about Russell Wilson. This guy was a golden child. He was a poster boy of the most popular team in the NFL. He was a face of the NFL. And now what do we love to do? We love to smack him across the face over and over and over and over again. I mean, you're kind of the main culprit when it comes to doing Oh, that. don't lump me into the biggest culprits. I'm I mean, one of them, but not main. You know that one of my hobbies is defending mediocre quarterbacks and <laughs> rooting for the guys <laughs> that the majority of the public hates, and Russell Wilson falls into that category. So time and time again, I'm caught defending him after you make comments in a really negative manner towards him. So uh, I'm the bright and sunshiny one, and of course you know where you stand. Uh Uh-huh. So Russell Wilson (laughs) stands, Stone Labanowitz. Russell Wilson, more bad news about the guy who just emanated goodness and faith and what was right in football, and now... We have more bad Russell Wilson news. I'll get to it in a second. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We are at PGA National. It's round number two of the Honda Classic. We're out all day, all our live shows here on ESPN 106.3. He is Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner. I am Ken Levicka, and back in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the overcast yet warm and humid intracoastal, it's the audible assassin, Christian Cat, running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. All right, this is from The Athletic. This morning, published this morning on The Athletic. 
Before the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Broncos, the quarterback requested the team fire head coach Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider. League sources told The Athletic. On Friday, Wilson denied the report in a tweet saying, quote, I never wanted Carroll or Schneider fired. Wilson was convinced that Carroll and Schneider were inhibiting his quest to win additional Super Bowls and individual awards, according to league sources, who spoke to The Athletic on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the details. The quarterback had a preferred replacement in mind, Sean Payton who had recently stepped down from the New Orleans Saints. Wilson placed his request to fire the coach and GM in February 2022. Within days of his call, top team officials met and decided to pursue trading the nine-time Pro Bowler. Per sources, Peyton and Wilson are now united in Denver after the Broncos hired the coach this offseason. So on its face, Russell Wilson, he of diminishing returns, though still productive, much more productive than he was this year in Denver, but he of diminishing returns, Russell Wilson, you just look at it at its face, and there's really not anything more to tell. The athletic sources, I'll take them over Russell Wilson just tweeting, nah, I didn't want that to happen. Wanted Pete Carroll, fired. Wanted John Schneider, GM, fired. This is Russell Wilson, Mr. Rah-Rah, Go Hawks. Uh, face of the franchise, uh, exuding nothing but positivity and good feeling, going to the front office and saying, get rid of my head coach, get rid of my general manager, they're screwing me over. Not my play, they're screwing me over and keeping me from winning a Super Bowl. That's not a great look, right? Not at all. And then when you, what you have to do next is take to Twitter, right? And that's what Russ did. So this tweet from that is what you, that, that is in the PR handbook. It is. It 100% is in the PR handbook. So at Danger Russ mm -hmm. Wilson, as we know him from his famous Subway commercial, I love Pete and he was a father figure to me and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fire. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and the love for Seattle. So then following that... He didn't answer the question. No, though. of course uh, not. Saying I never wanted them fired, but then demanding they be fired, those are two different things. Like, you could, I want these guys out, and then they don't get fired, and you're like, whew, you know, I never really wanted them fired in the first place. It doesn't mean that the request didn't happen. Yeah, and I would imagine that Russ did it in a very passive way. Similar to how Stephen Ross tries to get trades done was like, behind the scenes. Hey, Seahawks, you feeling dangerous? <laughs> you want to fire John Carroll and John <laughs> Schneider? Or Pete Carroll? Did I call him John Carroll like the high school? <laughs> Mickey Grudy, what's up? <laughs> Coach Grudy. But see, where my head goes with all of this is if you're the Denver Broncos and Russ hits the market and you're like, hey, we can bring in a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a veteran, a guy who's been around the league for a long time. You're bringing in Russ because you know he's going to be quiet, he's going to keep his head down, and no news is ever going to hit. But not anymore. But not anymore. So it's, it's a complete opposite of what you expected when you first went and grabbed him from the Seahawks, and now there's something in the media each and every week, and we have to deal with this guy, and now we're talking about it. So him. think about it. Russ has one of the worst seasons a Super Bowl quarterback has ever had. In Denver, he couldn't do anything right I mean it was he couldn't throw a seven yard out he didn't want to throw anything over the middle he was awful he got his coach fired before he completed his first full season think about that Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett did himself no favors but Russell Wilson had his head coach in Denver his play led to his firing before he even completed his first full season the only other guy who hasn't completed a full season was Urban Meyer and he kicked his kicker and that's why he got fired early. Nathaniel Hackett just got fired early for sucking. And Russell Wilson, sucking.
And so that's the, the first red flag there. Uh, but also, Russell Wilson, uh, this is the same guy who showed up to, uh, to, to Denver photo shoot. Broncos country, let's ride. Like just corny, corny stuff. He gets a military-grade vehicle that he shows up to training camp in and gets made fun of for it. All of his previous cheese comes out. He's telling the sideline, runner pass, runner pass, runner pass. Tell him, tell him, boys, tell him, boys, runner pass in game number one against the Seahawks. That's like high school stuff. That's embarrassing. And then right before the Super Bowl, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson, Sierra, they have this charity. Oh, and uh, like none of that money is actually going to the charitable cause. <laughs> it's been one thing after another with Russell Wilson, and it feels like there's a particular glee that people are getting, myself included, in piling on Russell Wilson. I don't know if it's because he's been the goody two-shoes, the squeaky clean, the oh shucks, go Hawks, Russell Wilson, and it's just cheesy and corny and annoying. But now the darker side of Russell Wilson has come out, uh, and it's, it's easy to pile on him. Because he was such a dork before. I mean, you're 100% like, isn't right. Isn't that? But isn't that like high school juvenile behavior? We're like, oh, that dork. We finally have an opportunity to poke at him and bully him a little bit. Come here, dork. Let's give you a swirly. Doesn't it feel like that's what's happening with Russell Wilson? I'm not proud of it. And I think it's warranted, though. Because a lot of players say, you know, I'm going to back up my talk on the field, but let's take a look how Russ backed it up on the field. He actually backed up the toilet with his play. So they were 5-12, <laughs> and 12, and his head coach gets fired. I meant poop. And the, uh, and the one that uh, gets to laugh about all this is Pete Carroll and John Snyder, right? Make a playoff. Geno yeah. Smith sets franchise record after right. franchise record after franchise Gino record. Geno Smith is going to get a damn franchise tag. Yeah, and the Seahawks hold the number five pick in the draft. So when this comes out, it is just pointing and laughing Russ's way. And they have like the next five years of Denver Broncos draft picks as well. <laughs> uh, but but I, I just, all of this has come to the surface. So it's a constant, hey, lay Russ down on the ground. And continue to flog him with wet rags. Like, that's what we're doing. We are hazing Russell Wilson over and over and over again, and we enjoy it, and we love it, and we're eating it up. And there's got to be a particular reason for it, though. Stephen A. Smith laid it out today on first take, and I actually, to an extent, agree with Stephen A. Why this Russell Wilson uh, gut punch fest continues on. Here's Stephen A. Smith on Russell Wilson, and this report he wanted Pete Carroll, John Schneider, Fired back in February 2022. This is from First Take today. Let's just simplify this for our audience here. Russell Wilson, I hope you're listening because I root for you. I really, really do. I root for you and the family. Let me be very, very clear. If you didn't suck, none of this would be an issue. You stunk. Period. Let's just call it what yeah. it is. Okay? We're going to simplify this. He didn't look good at all. He's not wrong. Geno Smith looked like a significant upgrade from what departed from Seattle prior to this season. The fact of the matter is, people in Seattle were perfectly okay with Russell Wilson being gone because they had Geno Smith. Now, Geno deserves a lot of props. No doubt about that. Deserves a whole lot of props. But we didn't know that. And even before we knew that, they were perfectly okay with Russell Wilson being gone. Because of how you looked before you departed. So you looked bad before you departed. You went to Denver and looked worse. And then we saw 
defensive lineman getting in your face, talking to you like you were some ball boy for crying out loud. <laughs> Partially because they were ticked off of the people that got traded because they had you there. And then we learned what you were doing behind the scenes in terms of having your own rules, operating under your own accord, because you were the big man on campus with the $165 million guaranteed, with the $245 million deal. You were feeling yourself, which is okay when you go out on the field and perform. But when you stink, that's a different problem. And Russell Wilson this past season stunk so much, they smelt him from the Mile High City to South Beach to damn L.A. That's how bad he was. And so that's the reality of the situation. You want all of this to fade? You want Kimberly to sit up here and say, you know what? Hey, Russell Wilson's being treated unfairly. He's being treated wrong. Perform. Perform. Because you took the money and swore that you would. And you haven't lived up. To what you're supposed to. We like Russell Wilson as a person. I like him. All right. We got to go. But you stunk. Thank you, Molly. Period. Because we got to go, too. Thank Enough you. of this complicated right. stuff. All he right. stunk. Stephen A., enough. Thank you, Molly, for getting that uh, wrapped up. Uh, plain and simple, though. It's easy to pile on Russell Wilson now because he sucks. Because he sucks. And so the more he sucks based on his past, where we, we watched the corniness and we watched the OG shucks uh, demeanor in which he carried himself, and we were okay with it because the dude was throwing for 400 yards and the Seahawks were going to the Super Bowls and the NFC Championship, and he's putting up MVP numbers. As soon as those disappear, it's very easy to start poking holes in Go Hawks, Broncos country, let's ride. When he's with Sierra, it's, hey, baby. Hey, baby, come here, baby. This is my baby. And then when Sierra's not around, hey, guys, let's play some ball. It's very easy to poke holes in that once you start to suck. So I think one of the things that makes me stand off when I want to bash somebody is I say, okay, what's the situation? Let's look at Damian Lillard, for instance. Like, we want to use the rings against him that he doesn't have one, and then he most likely will never have one. But I say, okay, he's a product of his environment. There's nothing much that he can do, in a sense. And Russell Wilson... He got sent to Denver and got paid a lot of money. So how can you feel bad? Because that is a good situation. You did hire a new coach with a very, very offensive-directed mind and a really good defense. So he was given everything that he needed, and he sucked. So, so for that reason, <laughs> yeah. you're allowed to pile on. Russell Westbrook is a guy that we, I, I think we do the similar thing with. When he was in L.A., it wasn't a healthy situation for him. No. So it was hard for me to hate on him. I tried to support him the best I could. Because we knew what he was going into and that it wasn't going to work. Now, it is easy, though, to take pot shots. And we do this two hours a day. Some hosts do it four hours a day, five hours a day. you got to fill up column space, right. sports media. I understand it. We, by nature, pile on people. At some point, though, while it might be warranted, at some point, at what point is it too much? And now with Russell Wilson, can we just leave it at, yeah, this dude is trash now. Maybe Sean Payton can rejuvenate him, but enough is enough. Uh, it, it is, it's every two weeks now there's a new, uh, a, a, a new smear of Russell Wilson. And if it, I, I mean, it's true, fine. But it seems like now, like, who, who's digging for that story? Who's digging for that story? Let bygones be bygones. You've got Geno Smith, but now it's, ah, Russell Wilson demanded to have Pete Carroll fired, John Schneider fired. All right, it's newsworthy, but at some point do we say, all right, now once this clears the news cycle, maybe let's let Russell Wilson breathe a little bit. Now, I think you're going to get a kick out of this one. Is it Twitter's fault? 
No, it's just, I think it's the volume of sports media where this comes out. Sure. I don't think it's Twitter's fault. I think a lot of, you know, negative people who enjoy sports use Twitter as their punching bag. Like, that's the avenue they have and the platform they have. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Hide behind his screen. There's no doubt about that. But I also, you know, you don't need to live on Twitter to know that Russell Wilson has become a punchline. Uh, over and over and over again, and an easy one. It's not just that he's become a punchline, he's low-hanging fruit. Because he is the poster boy for corniness in sports. He is the poster boy for cheesiness in sports, right? So it's easy to to sit there and uh, pinata him. But I do feel sympathy for him, because like Stephen A. said, I do believe the man is a good man. The man is absolutely a family man. The man is someone. Make fun of his charity, and you should, because, you know, that's a bad job, the percentage of money that was going to charitable uh, causes compared to what was paying his staff. But I know how charities work, and there's a good chance he oversaw none of that, had absolutely no idea. But this is a guy who I like to think, because I like the way Russ plays, can at least get himself to a non-embarrassing exit from the league. Hopefully Sean Payton can unlock something, because at the end of the day, as cynical as I can be, as negative as I can be, I like good people to succeed. And I think Russell Wilson is a good person who's really struggling with his career right now. And for that, I have sympathy. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you've taught me that, that, that I think about quite frequently is... When a really hot girl or when a really famous person yeah. chooses a guy, it's because they're probably a project. They're trying to fix them. They're trying to fix them. Why do you lot. think Pete Davidson dates the hottest women in the world? Because they all think they can fix them. And it really translates over to sports more often than not, or more often than we honestly think. Like, it's right in front of our face a lot of the time. So I ask you, is this something that Sean Payton's doing? Like, is he saying, okay, I'm on the couch. How can I make a splash? There's really low-hanging fruit. They are trashing Russell Wilson on a daily basis. Watch this. I'm going to go turn this thing completely around and put it in the other direction. Maybe, but I also could see Sean Payton five games in. Russ isn't doing anything. He's not performing. Throws him Sean under the Payton's bus. Sean not going to want to be associated with Russell Wilson. Absolutely. You're exactly right. Maybe not outright throws him under the bus, but certainly benches him. Goes a different direction. Well, but I tried. I tried. Now let's bring in my guy, right? That, that, can't you see that hypothetical taking place? Not really, because then you're like, hey, hey, Sean, before you do that, you know we owe this guy $160 more million. Well, that's not Sean Payton's problem. He didn't make the decision to bring him in. He didn't make the decision to, to pay him all that money. He didn't make the decision to give up all that draft capital. He didn't do any of that. Sean Payton's in the business of Sean Payton. And Sean Payton, the way Sean Payton business happens is if the Denver Broncos business happens. And if Russell Wilson can't make the Denver Broncos business happen, then Sean Payton's business doesn't happen. And Sean Payton needs to make an executive decision. I th- Follow I sh- all that? <laughs> I think so. But it, it, it still has the same smell that it does with the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. Like, you did draft him. Don't one, even two, put one. Russell Wilson and Zach Wilson in the same conversation, though. I, I said week five. If they're 0-5 or oh, if they're 2-3 okay. and, and it comes down to it, you really can't bench this guy, Russell Wilson. You can't yeah. do that. With where you took him and how much you gave up for him, you have to make it worth your while. So if it gets sloppy... It's going to remain the starting quarterback. It just will be Sean Payton post-game, throwing a lot of offensive statistics out there and, and talking about the offense needs to do better. And now we're going to run the media gauntlet right then and there again. I, I feel sympathy for Russell Wilson, and I'm not denying that it is super easy and super funny to make fun of him and all of his corny audio clips. We do it plenty on this show. But I do feel sympathy for him because I, 
I don't know when this ends for him. It's going to be a long offseason of one story after another and him having to come out on Twitter like he did with the charity, like he did today, trying to uh, trying to stamp down the athletic story that, that he requested Pete Carroll and John Schneider be fired in February of 2022. <laughs> I don't know when this ends for him, and it may not end. It may it may not end until he takes the field again in the 2023 season. Who in sports do you have sympathy for? Who in sports do you have sympathy for? Because I'll be honest, I have some sympathy right now for Russell Wilson. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Who in sports do you have sympathy for? Mine is, is Russell Wilson because I don't know when the bad news parade is going to end. It's like when you're driving and you get caught at a railroad crossing and it's not the bright line where it's going to be super quick because that thing's going fast. It's stress-free. It's bringing people where they need to go, to the stations in West Palm, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, and Miami. No, it's one of those freight trains, right? And so there's the front car, and then it's car after car after car after car after car. You're sitting there five minutes later, car after car after car. Where's the damn caboose? Trains even have cabooses anymore. I don't know. Car after car after car. You got some place to be. Got to pick up the kids. Got to get to softball. Got to get to dance. And this train constantly that's what russell wilson's going through right now with the bad news they, he keeps looking to his right he's sitting at the stoplight he's sitting at the gate and there's just a train of bad news of negative stories about him they keep coming and he doesn't know when he's going to get the gates to go back up and there's no route left and there's no route right you no. just can't decide you're just, you're just stuck and you have to watch it all go by that's why you take to twitter and try to back yourself off for me you're going to enjoy this one who i feel sympathetic for is going to be Tua Tungabailoa. And I usually don't hesitate in either knocking him or raising him up. But the treatment that he gets from the fans, from the media, he didn't ask for it. From just, from just yeah, from any football fan. He's a Crimson Tide product. Right. Like, he was taught to keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, and just work until they give you your flowers. And I think for the most part, he's done that. Well, he earned his flowers at Alabama, and I think he earned his flowers this year. I think, yeah, he earned his flowers for the first 11 weeks of the season. I think you're definitely right. And now, the season ending the way it ended... It's like for some reason, there's just something about a guy that makes us want to pile on. And Tua Tungavailoa fits right into that category of athletes that you have to feel sympathetic for. And if you don't, you're a sick human being. The thing with Tua is that I feel there is a greater joy from people in piling on Tua than there is on Russell Wilson. There is a, a sick, perverted joy of piling on to a tongue of Iowa that I don't understand. I haven't understood it from the beginning. Um, I, I don't understand where it comes from. Is it because he's an Alabama guy? Is it because we got caught up in the, oh, he's got a weak arm. He's got a noodle arm. Is it because there was the nonstop coverage of him? I mean, you would think that this is a guy in Tua coming off of the brutal, gruesome injury that he suffered in college. The way he's rehabbed, the way he's come back, he put himself in a position to be a top five passer in the NFL last season it's it's it, you would root for that guy right he would be someone where you'd say I'm gonna hitch my wagon to him but people celebrate his failures see I told you he doesn't have the arm oh he doesn't have the velocity people ah and, and then they fake concern about him when he has a concussion oh how could you put him out on the field how dare right. you how dare you how could you put him on the field stop it you, you've been rooting against him this entire time, and now you're going to become a humanitarian towards Tua Tungavailoa? Shut up. It's inauthentic. So I think thinking about it from a bully's perspective, you pick on the people. And by the way, were you a bully in high school? I was not. 
I think I did a really good did job. Did you stand up for the common man? Most definitely. Took control, right? I feel like for the most part I handled that pretty well. Did you ever push anybody into a locker who was bullying someone? Um, definitely one of the worst myths of all time because obviously no human being can fit in a locker. No, but just like push him up against a locker. Um, no. From recollection, can't say that I did. But I think from a bully's perspective, like you choose to pick on the people that aren't going to prove you wrong that aren't going to embarrass you on the back end, that will so never come back to bite enough you. Enough people think that. Even when Tua was throwing big-time right. numbers they out there, knew it was they going were a Super collapse. Bowl contender, they were still holding on to hope that, hey, this dude's eventually going to have the bottom fallout or he's going to get another concussion and then I can pile on. Absolutely. And think about it, really, the prime example here is Russell Westbrook. Like, you can hate on him, hate on him, hate on him, because he's never going to explode for a 34-point triple-double that not looks really good. Right, and he's not triple-double average. At he's all. He's far from that type of player. He's no more Mr. Triple-double. So you can hate on Russell Westbrook on a Tuesday when he takes the court and turns the ball over nine times. You then look correct to your friends, to social media, all your followers. So I think you pick on the guys and you pile on the guys that won't bite you in the butt on the back end. I think it's the safe route. That's why the piling on happens. The thing with Tua 2 that bothers me most is you pile on him because you don't think he can play quarterback. And then he puts up huge numbers. And he's throwing damn near 500 yards against the Ravens. He's coming back. An unbelievable comeback. He's got the Dolphins at 8-3. and three. Uh, they're, they're on the precipice of taking over the AFC East lead. And then Tua gets hurt. And it goes from, see, I told you he couldn't play quarterback in the NFL. He proved you wrong, too. See, I told you he couldn't exactly. stay healthy. It's just a constant movement of the goalposts. And that's what drives me insane about two. And it's different because Russell Wilson's ability is clearly diminished. That's different. And also, Russell Wilson's out there being as corny as possible for as many years as he's been in the league, whereas two is just going about his business and two is going and balling. But for some reason, there's a, this guy sucks. I don't want him to succeed, and then when he gets hurt, I'm going to fake that I care about him. That's, that is the most infuriating part of the Tua discourse. Who in sports do you have sympathy for? I'm there now with Russell Wilson, believe it or not. Who in sports do you have sympathy for? I say Russell Wilson. Stone says Tua Tungavailoa. What about you? Who in sports do you have sympathy for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And uh, we're getting shots from the gallery here. All the Jets fans in the world. I agree. All the Jets fans in the world. No, actually, I feel no sympathy for them. You made your bed becoming a Jets fan. You lay in it. You smell it. You love it. Live in the stink, okay? Live in the stink, Jets fans. Enjoy this offseason hype, by the way, that you're a Super Bowl contender because it ain't going to last once you take the field. But. And I feel no sympathy for Zach Wilson. But there is a certain somebody. Nor his mother. There is a certain somebody coming into town that is, quote, unquote, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, Derek Carr. Just ask Diana Rossini. Yeah, that Jets fans can really look forward to. Uh by the way, Audible Assassin Christian Cat, and I'm, I'm hoisting this, uh, foisting this upon you. Um, if you could find Diana Rossini, because we can't let it die. Diana Rossini with a, a report on ESPN two days ago that the Jets brought in Derek Carr for a visit, and the Jets told him, we can turn you into a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, there is nothing more ludicrous I have heard in sports than that in maybe my entire lifetime. Uh, but Because but, I also, when Mike Tannenbaum, our, our football insider, joins us at 1245, I want him to hear that and react to that. Because it's still, the, the Jets, there is a report. The Jets brought in Derek Carr, and someone in the Jets facility had out of their mouth come the words, first ballot Hall of Famer, 
in regards to Derek Carr. And a Super Bowl. If he takes over, and a Super Bowl, if he takes over the Jets' offense. That is the stupidest thing I've heard in 17 years as a sports talk radio host. But if you're I mean, a, the worst. But if you're a Jets fan, you're sitting on a couch, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting for some good news. You get some good news, you got to latch on. This is good news for Even them. if it's delusional good news. You're right. 100%. But I, I have no sympathy for Jets fans because you all can eat it. Uh, who in sports do you have sympathy for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Don't forget to tweet at us, at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776. We are out here at the Honda Classic. It is day number two. Stone, you were not out here yesterday, right? No, I was not. Uh, you were in the Anna John Levine accident attorney studios most of the day um and so stone comes out here and he is fully prepared by the way he's got a lunchbox he's got suntan lotion he has already i've seen him by the way multiple times apply suntan lotion to the top of his head at least five times how many times have you applied sunblock to that big bald head of yours at least least 14 squirts (laughs) so why don't you just go one squirt doesn't that doesn't that work isn't it like one squirt 20 minutes and then maybe reapply because every time i see you you're squirting sunscreen on the top of your head yeah you gotta do what you gotta do so we do have fat head cutouts made of us that that sit in front of us as we broadcast live from the honda classic and uh you can clearly tell that neither of us have hair anymore well we are bald (laughs) so we need more sunscreen than the average joe yeah i went with a hat today because i don't want to be constantly squirting and reapplying (laughs) sunscreen to my head like stone is or just sunscreen lathered all over the face like a lot of the goers here at honda classic yeah that's true can't relate Uh, on on the nose especially (laughs) Uh, it's just if that's a great question because you see it a lot here at pga national i have over the years if you apply sunscreen but don't rub it into your skin, you just let it <laughs> sit on your face for all to to behold. If you're a caked-on sunscreen person, why? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. If you're a cake-on the sunscreen person where you don't rub it into your skin, you wear it like a face mask, why do you do that? 888-760-3776. 888 888- 760-3776. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? That's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. I feel sympathy now for Russell Wilson. Stone feels sympathy for Tua Tungavailoa. Who in sports do you have sympathy for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We are right by the 10th tee here at PGA National. Round number two of the uh, Honda Classic. We're going to be out here until 2 o'clock. Evan Cohen comes on 3 with Jeanette Javier. Then it is Julian Zaldivar and our friends from uh, Deporte 760, followed by Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean and Tina at 4. So, yeah, we're out here. We're rolling. It's Friday at PGA National. It's the best damn time of the year. It's Honda Classic time. Who in sports do you have sympathy for? 888-760-3776. He's Don Lebano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106. 
You're listening to ESPN 1063's Honda Classic coverage, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Affer, and Brightline. Could you, Stone, read to me what um, what your, your mom sent you? Because I, I was asking, if you cake on sunscreen, you don't rub it into your skin, you wear like a face mask, or you pile it on your nose or on your cheeks, why? Again, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. If you wear a face of caked on sunscreen, why? I, it's just a question I have. I'm curious. I'm not making fun. I mean, I, I guess I could be. But also, we got in this topic because Stone has reapplied spray-on sunscreen to the top of his head 15 times since I I saw him for the first time today, right around 20 after 11 Eastern time. And I'm wondering why. Why so many reapplications of sunscreen? And uh, Mama Stone sent you a message. Uh, what, what did she What did she message you? Tell Ken that your mother always loaded you with sunscreen because both of your grandfathers died of skin cancer. Reapplying is key. Well, that took a dark turn, and I'm sorry for your loss. Stone loss and is. Mama... It losses Stone and Mama Stone. Um, it's awkward, too, because I don't know where to go from here. Um, I guess, is there a such thing, though, as too much sunscreen? Like, are you are you trying to save yourself here? You're trying yeah, to dig out of the hole. Yeah, because now it's awkward. Because I, I did not know I did not know that both your grandfathers died of skin cancer, and so now I don't know how to get myself out of this. So what you have to assume then is when you see a, a, a caked up face around here, no matter <laughs> cake the age, face. Uh, when cake, you see a cake we call face, them cake faces around here. <laughs> we have plenty of them in Palm Beach County, but with the sunscreen, maybe they have, you know, a family. That the skin cancer. You know, it's tough to even it's tough to even get around the subject. You know what I feel <laughs> for you and your mother? Great sympathy. Yeah, well done. Who in sports do you have sympathy for most? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, I say Russell Wilson because it feels like every two weeks there's a negative story about a guy who is just clean cut, the squeakiest clean for years and years and years and years and years. And now today, another negative story. Apparently he demanded that Pete Carroll, John Schneider, Seahawks GM, be fired back in February 2022. So instead of saying, oh, Russ, we agree. They just shipped him to Denver. Uh, that was that was the Seahawks move, and then they brought in Geno Smith, and Geno Smith had a playoff season, comeback player of the year, uh, and uh, and is going to be franchise tagged and make big money. Stone says, and I agree with them a lot, Tua Tungavailoa. I mean, how could you not feel sympathy for Tua, not just from the injury perspective, the fact his brain is hitting his skull at a very alarming rate, um, uh, but also that he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt ever in any semblance any way, shape, or form. The dude was an MVP candidate up until about week 13, week 14 of the season, but then people celebrate the downfall of Tua anytime there's just a minor, a minor glitch with him, and it's extremely annoying. Who in sports do you have sympathy for? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Our boy from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Tyree Smith, who has been very, very busy here today at PGA National. Are you done shooting for the day, by the way, or you still have camera lugging to do? Oh, baby, we just getting started. <laughs> we just getting started, baby. <laughs> We just getting started. <laughs> the, the fun's just beginning. <laughs> we definitely have not stopped, but it's, um, it's definitely a busy day out here, but the field's great. 
and there's a lot of good golfers to get some footage of, so can't wait. Uh, so we'll see all the highlights. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Who do you have sympathy for in your Tyree Smith heart of sports heart? You know, I, I had to really think about this, and I was going to go with Russell Westbrook, but I, I got to go LeBron James. I have to go Ooh. LeBron James, and, I, and you need to understand why I say that, right? Kid came in, he came into the league, 18 years old. Yep. We always know the greatest expectations anybody has ever put on a player, right? And he's deemed a king before he even stepped into the league. Well, he, he I think he named himself that. So no, he named really himself the chosen one. <laughs> the okay. chosen one, the king, something like that, right? He exceeded that. He's never had any drama, no personal problems. All he did was play the game of basketball and went to the situations that gave him the best chance to succeed. But everybody hates him. He get to Cleveland, he brought them a championship. He gave Cleveland all, what, five, six years of his, of his career? And he was in the finals with, I couldn't even name you the starting five besides LeBron James. <laughs> and he gave them everything, right? You nailed Ogalskis' name last week. Zadunas Ogalskis, of course I did. Uh, see, there we go. <laughs> and then he goes to Miami. He brought Bobby two Gibson championships. was another starter on that team. Two. Then he goes back to Cleveland, gets them a championship, goes to the Lakers, get them a championship. Yet everybody wanted to deem him the villain. He went to every place, and he got them a championship. He did what he did. He's now the all-time scoring leader, yet people still want to doubt him, and they don't want to give him the respect that he deserves. What has he done to not get the respect that he deserves? What else does LeBron need to do? <sighs> You're right. I, I do at times feel sympathy for LeBron. Sometimes I find it difficult, though. Uh, because LeBron goes in, uh, I'm LeBron and you're not mode. And uh, on social media, you see it a lot. And sometimes it'll seep into post-game press conferences or media sessions that he's doing. But uh, it's like we were talking about after he, he set the scoring record. Um, the fact that there's... It's immediate, an immediate run to the cameras for Stephen A. Smith to say, ah, I might be the all-time scoring leader, but not the greatest scorer of all time. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? How is that possible? <laughs> oh, well, he played more years than anybody, so the numbers caught up. No, that should be a badge of honor to have the longevity that LeBron has had. So, yeah, I, get, I do get the point you're making where, yes, I can see where you would feel great sympathy for LeBron James. I get it as well, but just hearing it, it doesn't sound right. For somebody to have sympathy for a guy like LeBron James, I mean, you don't have to have sympathy for LeBron James. He doesn't want your sympathy, and he doesn't need your sympathy. Like, he's the king. No, I he's think he wants your sympathy. Needs our sympathy. No, but LeBron wants to be loved. I think he wants sympathy. And he, he is doesn't like loved. being the villain. And I, I think more often now than in the past, he's loved, and I think we're coming around to the point where this guy's not going to be around for much longer. Like, let's give him the respect that he deserves. But you want to know why I can't fully throw myself into having sympathy, full-fledged sympathy for LeBron James? Mm. It's because LeBron James played his final game in a Heat uniform in June of 2014. <laughs> it is now February of 2023, and I am still waiting... In the Palm Beach Post, or the Sun Sentinel, or the Miami Herald, or on a podcast, or in a Players' Tribune blog, any semblance of a thank you from LeBron James to Heat fans, who are the only en masse group of people that any, any sort of support for LeBron James in a four-year span, there hasn't been in eight years now a single thank you from that man to Heat fans in any sort of medium that he could use. You got your answer, Tyree. <laughs> if LeBron, if LeBron okay. wants to thank Heat fans eventually sometime before he passes, mm. then I will feel full sympathy for him. But until that time, I'm like dipping my toe in it. 
All right, I'm going to give you this counter-argument before you move on. All he needs to take out is a full-page ad in the Palm Beach Post, Tyree. Or just say it on, say his thank H you. on his HBO show. Something. Just drop a line. Something. Barber shot me. <laughs> probably right? the greatest uh, player uh, of all time. It was proper. Barber shot. Okay. Probably we don't the greatest player shot. of all time. And he's the villain of the league. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So you, because, you don't feel, you don't feel but the sympathy. Part part? Of that, though, is a generational. They're such a beloved, and he was so transcendent obsession with Michael Jordan that people are unwilling to let LeBron into that, that club because Michael Jordan represented what was old and good about basketball, and LeBron represents what is new and uh, not palatable about basketball. Right? I agree. And so that's, that's why that, – but that's where that, – I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's mm -hmm. where that comes from. No, and, and I totally agree. And that's why you have people like me to give him sympathy because that's not fair to him. He's just playing the game. Sure. And the free agency move ruined any semblance of any fairness that anybody was going to, to give him when the Big Three era started. Absolutely. I'm just telling you that's why we're in the spot and we'll forever be in the spot we're in with that. And I think LeBron needs – Guys like Tyree to give him sympathy. Like this is the one that's going to keep. Well, Tyree him going. is a very empathetic man, and he has a good heart. And for that, I appreciate. But it's what it's what's going to keep the LeBron love alive. Because if we all just start piling on like we were doing with some of the guys we've mentioned earlier, then it's going to get ugly. But we need the guys who are kind of halting everybody and saying, "No, let's just give this man the respect he deserves. Let's feel sympathy for him." Tyree, appreciate you. Stay cool out there, please. Appreciate you guys. Continue to do good work, and I'll see y'all later. Appreciate you, brother. Whether or not we do good work, that's negligible. <laughs> Who in sports do you have the greatest sympathy for? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us, at KLV1063. Gosling's the official rum and ginger beer, the 2023 Honda Classic. We have four dark and stormy uh, cocktail cans right in front of us from Gosling's. These things have been more popular than us here today. People wonder, can I take one? Can I take one? Can I have one? Well, it's like 90 degrees. You're not going to want it. It should be enjoyed over ice or iced, right? <laughs> right. Um, and also, we're modeling it because you and I are professional models as well. So don't take our Gosling's Mango Dark and Stormy, Pineapple Dark and Stormy, Black Cherry Dark and Stormy, or Mango Dark and Stormy. I see that man right there, Steve Noodleberg. He's eyeing it right now. Don't worry, Steve. I'll get you one later, okay? Gosling's the official rum and ginger beer, the 2023 Honda Classic. Gosling's rum is debuting. Two new drinks of the Honda Classic this year. The flavor, Dark and Stormy, ready to drink cans, like I just mentioned. Again, mango, pineapple, black cherry flavors, and the new Ocean Age rum, Spirited Seas. Josh Cohen, Theo Dorsey, they're going to be doing a specialty remote from the Gosling's Bear Trap Saturday, noon to 2. ESPN West Palm's Honda Classic coverage, proudly sponsored by Gosling's Rum. For more info about new Gosling's products, visit goslingsrum.com. 21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. When we come back, we get to your calls. We're lined up, and we will continue to discuss who in sports do you have sympathy for. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mike Tannenbaum. Our NFL insider on the way as well. He's Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN 106.3's Honda Classic coverage, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Affer, and Brightline. Hey, let's talk about wellness, shall we? Now, this weekend with the Honda Classic, us being out here, I'm not exactly practicing wellness. Out in the heat, working, drinking, 
Long hours, no sleep. That's not good for wellness, right? That's no not sunscreen. Good. No, well, I will put on sunscreen eventually. Okay. Just not Just as often sure. as you every three and a half minutes. Just okay. Sure. Um, but, but I am going to need to start getting back to the wellness way of things that I subscribe to, and that's where Quelliv comes in. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv. What is Quelliv? Well, it is science at its best. It is low-level lasers, and they are really, honestly, miraculous. Laser biomodulation, that's the scientific name, but let's keep it simple. Low-level lasers, what does it do? They offer alternative non-invasive treatments to support Pain relief. I work out a lot. Muscles get sore. Muscles get tired. Training. What am I going to do to make myself feel better? I can sit there. I can suffer. I can pop Advil. Or I can go to Quelliv and go through a laser session and help restore those muscles. Uh, I am balding. I've been balding for quite some time. I want to bring some hair back. I want to make sure that I take the time, stay patient, do it right. Quelliv, low-level lasers, can help restore the scalp as well. I've got it because over the years I haven't worn enough sunscreen. I have not uh, worn sunglasses enough. Uh, I'm squinty. I've got some wrinkles going. Anti-aging, low-level lasers, Quelliv, sessions that can help you get rid of those signs of aging. It's all about wellness at Quelliv. They have their location, Flagler, in West Palm Beach, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V.com. Quelliv.com. Get your consultation and learn about the wonders of laser therapy at Quelliv. It's all about wellness. As you get older, you really have to pay attention to it. You need to live it. You need to love it. It's all about taking care of you. I'm a believer in Quelliv. I'm a believer in wellness. Those two go hand in hand. Quelliv.com. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. Quelliv.com. That's Quelliv.com. Joining us now is Mike Tannenbaum, our NFL insider here on Ken Levick Alive, former Jets general manager and Dolphins boss man, and he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Mike, before we we really dig in here, uh, I was in Chicago uh, late last week and over the weekend visiting my parents. It's my hometown, and... uh, uh, listening to to our sister station ESPN 1000 and some of the sports talkers up there, you are one of the most hated men in the city of Chicago right now, Mike, because uh, you continue to say, hey, the Bears need to trade Justin Fields uh, and uh, use the number one pick on a quarterback. You have been on this from the beginning. You haven't backed off of it in credit to you, but how does it make you feel that you are arguably the most hated man in the city of Chicago right now? When Bryce Young leads the Bears to the playoffs, I hope I get a full-fledged Lou Malati, uh, you know, endorsement deal with weekly and monthly deep dish pizzas delivered to me for my football genius acumen and proclivities of projecting the better quarterback. Mike, that is awesome. I am so glad you have fully leaned into that. What do, do you? What are the? If you could give a percentage chance, and I know, I know, we know what you would do, and that is trade Justin Fields. What percentage chance do you think that? there is that the Bears would try to do something like that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I don't think it's high. And, and I'm taking nothing away from, you know, Ryan Poles and, and the Bear front office. But let's face it, it takes, you know, gigantic, you know, guts mm-hmm. to do that. Um, Cojones. Yeah. Justin Fields is a young ascending player. But here's a number of guys that when you speak to your good friends in Chicago, you can share with them. It's 140. <laughs> That's the number of sacks, turnovers, and fumbles that Justin Fields has had in the last two years, which is the most in the NFL. Uh And by the way, he's only played in 27 of 34 games. So to me, uh, he's young, he's going to get better, but he's not a bereft of challenges 
because of his, you know, turning the ball over so much. So I just think Bryce Young's the better player. Like, you know, we could talk about this a lot of different ways, guys, but at the end of the day, I think he's the better quarterback. Uh, I I was saying this yesterday, and Stone will back me up on it. Uh, Maybe. uh, well, no, no. What I was saying is that it's not this wildly insane uh, stance that you're taking. There, there is a, a common sense part of the brain, especially the way modern day NFL football works, where you say to yourself, "Yeah, the Bears. I could see them doing that, and I could see that making sense with them doing that." Now, I listened and saw you a lot in your broadcast from the Senior Bowl, and uh, you were talking a lot about Bryce Young in in uh, different respects. What do you like so much about Bryce Young, and can he overcome the size? Yeah, I mean, the, the short answer, uh, no pun intended, is he's always going to be small. But he is incredibly accurate. He has great pocket mobility. Uh, he sees the field well. And I just think over time, we're going to look back and say, wow, this guy's a great player. Now, look, I spent a lot of time with him at the C- uh, Super Bowl at a couple of events. You're not going to find a better human being, great family. Um, but he is small. Like, there's no two ways about it. He is small. And I typically don't like to draft exceptions, you know, be it Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. But there are other guys that have played at a high level. And, look, if the Bears don't take him, he's going to go to the Texans. So yeah. it's not like, um, you know, I'm the only one out here saying that, you know, he's this good. So he, he is a great player. He's not a good player. And I think Justin Fields is a good player. I just think over time – you want to take the better quarterback, and the better quarterback to me is Bryce Young, despite his size limitations. Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets GM, Dolphins on-field boss man with us here. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. Mike, our NFL insider. Uh, Stone Lebanowitz, uh nearly uh, stroked out earlier this week when we saw the latest CBS Sports mock draft, mm. and the number one overall pick was Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. What are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? Because neither Stone nor I were sold on anything from him other than being a physical freak based on what we saw in Gainesville this year. Uh, how do you feel about Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Stone on this one. I just watched his tape against Florida State, and even the balls that are completed are somewhat off target. So, um, Again, wonderful physical gifts, has a chance to be a good player over time, but he is going to be a work in progress. Mike, why do we continue to do this year after year when it comes draft time? Right, We take these guys who are really raw. Like, What is it in the front office that a group of guys says, hey, we think this guy has a lot of raw talent. We think he has a super high ceiling. Let's get involved and make him our project. Why won't NFL front offices learn at this point because me and Ken put it into perspective as, as far as Anthony Richardson in an NFL locker room right now could not beat out a guy like Desmond Ritter, could not beat out a guy like Malik Willis, could not beat out a guy like Justin Fields right now. So why, you know, why does stuff like this keep happening? Because I don't think he's going to be successful at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I, if I would have told Anthony Richardson to stay in school for at least, you know, another yep. year yep. And, and keep developing. But look, you know, there's five years of uh, that you have to play on a rookie contract, and if you want to put on your pro Anthony Anthony Richardson hat on, you say, "Hey, look, you know, get to the league. You may not beat out Desmond Ritter in year one, but you're getting, uh, you know, you're burning off that five years, and you want to become a free agent as quickly as possible. And that's where you know the life changing money is. Not that the rookie contract's bad by any stretch, but 
um, you know, that, that would be the calculus. I ain't into projects in the first round anymore, not in this modern-day NFL. Anthony Richardson, to me, is not even a first-round quarterback, and we're seeing Will Levis. Some some prospects don't even have him as a first-round grade right now. So it's it's interesting after you get past uh, Bryce Young, really, to, to see how that's all going to stack up. I want you to listen to something real quick, Mike. We're going to play you uh, your, your uh, teammate, up in Bristol, Diana Russini. Uh, she had a report two days ago about the Jets and their meeting with Derek Carr. And I want to get your impressions of uh, what she was conveyed about discussions between the Jets and Derek Carr. Here's Diana Russini on SportsCenter. Well, Derek Carr is certainly in the driver's seat here in the situation. You just mentioned some of the teams that are interested in him. And in terms of that visit with the New York Jets, I heard it went really well from both sides. And in terms of what New York was trying to sell him, because let's face it, that's what they're doing at this point. They were pretty clear with him. They, they told him he's a great quarterback. They believe that he's got a legit surrounding cast of players. They went through the top D, the strong young skill guys, the explosive run game. They went through top to bottom of why Derek Park can step in here and take this team not just to the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. And they made it really personal, too. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? So they win. So, so Mike, Diana Russini, she just reported on ESPN, on NFL Live, that the, someone at the Jets facility uttered out of their mouths to Derek Carr, hey, come here and you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I know you have great affection for the Jets. What is happening there? Like, how is that even possible <laughs> that that would be said? Yep. I, you know, look, you're, you get in full recruiting mood and, that's what happens, right? So um, it didn't work, right? They didn't sign him, but you're just trying to throw as much stuff against the wall and hopefully something sticks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what it seems like. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. If Mike T agrees with me, then I feel better about it. And then to wrap up, your gut feel. New York Jets quarterback, 2023. Week one. Week one is going to be whom? Uh, let's go with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I'm guessing here. Yeah. I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, wow. You know. I love it. I love, so. Mike, between between you saying, hey, Chicago, keep coming at me. I don't care. When I'm right, I'll get Lou Malnati's. And then you throwing out a Jimmy G. This was a spectacular, invigorating performance from you, and I absolutely love it. Uh, and if you could, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about Greco Chevy? Yeah, Greco Chevy, no no doubt about them. Uh, best in class in terms of car buying experience can be located on – Federal Highway in Delray Beach, great selection, great service, great finance, and uh, great car buy experience. Greco Chevrolet, Delray Beach. Mike T., thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right. Thanks so much, guys. All right. The man, Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets GM, Dolphins boss. His weekly spot here on Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 106.3. We'll come back. Boy, we've already gone through the first hour of this radio show. When marketing director Courtney comes back, we're demanding a third hour. Damn it, give us a third hour. There's no sympathy for us. There's no sympathy for us. Unbelievable. Give me a third hour so Stone has another hour of spraying sunscreen on his head. He's Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.